Welcome into the signing day preview episode of the Commitment Issues podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined from Miami by Rob Casty. Rob, how's it going? It's going. I'm thinking about uh, becoming one of those people that has a really strong opinion on uh, halftime Super Bowl performances that take 10 minutes and get really fired up about that. Uh, people were people seem mad at our boy uh, JT yesterday. I don't imagine caring enough about a ten minute performance in between halves of a football game to get mad about anything. I, I don't. I, I just don't know where these people find the energy. What was the issue? He was too blah. It was pretty blase. I, well, we'll just bring in Nick because Nick, did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Man, I you know I didn't really want to. I initially planned to boycott the whole thing, and then by the end of that game, I was the biggest Eagles fan <laughs> I've ever met in my entire life. I was screaming. You know, I'm still I'm still uh, obviously emotionally distraught over you know the way Jacksonville exited the game so or the season. So you know, I really I really caught on to the the Eagles bandwagon there. Did you go climb the light pole in your parking lot or something after the game once? <laughs> <laughs> we can get no. into that later. No, I didn't. I guess maybe I'm not the biggest Eagles fan. I take that back. <laughs> well, big big shout to Uncle Carl who uh, went to the Super Bowl and uh, actually made it on the local news. You know, when they do the uh, fans traveling from the airport story, uh, he was uh, on yeah. there and he gave a breakdown of Nick Foles and said he thought they could lead him to the Super Bowl. And guess what, Uncle Carl, take that freezing cold takes. Uh, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Carl nailed it and was there in person to watch it happen. Uncle Carl sounds like a made-up character that was written to be a big Eagles fan. Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure what Uncle Carl does exactly. Some type of work in the pharmacy uh, sec- space, as people say. Um, <laughs> Professional pole climber. Uh, yeah, he, he, I, I guarantee there was some, some – well, he's got a bad back, so I don't know if he was climbing any poles, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, it figures that Uncle Carl would have a bad back based on uh, – Based on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, so let's get right into it. We do not have a typical show this week because we know uh, uh, stuff will get dated. We got a short window here. Is we are just a few days away from National Signing Day. The time you listen to this, maybe you know eighteen hours. So we're going to go through the rivals two fifty and make some informed picks, some uninformed picks on guys who are currently uncommitted or unsigned, and. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll keep score. You can keep score at home and uh, be sure to call us stupid. I, I want to run a quick disclaimer here. This is because of the early signing period, I think. This is the least confident I felt in some of these picks in years. Like usually, you know, I don't think it's any secret that we kind of know before. I don't know all of these guys. Like some of them, I'm going to miss some of these. I'm just, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. This, well, and we're going to pick guys from out of our region that we might not know otherwise. And uh, so, so, yeah, we're definitely going to get some wrong. Much like before the early signing day when I promised we got everyone right and we didn't. So um, usually we do a well, we we do a, yeah, usually we do a file where we make some type of predictions. I haven't seen an email on that this year, so I don't know if we're all going to do that or uh, or not. So uh, we'll quickly run through them. I will uh, play host uh, for this segment. Boy, I tell you what, you know, <laughs> real quick. Can we stop spinning this narrative that USC, you know, doesn't isn't going to take five star cornerbacks? Where where is this coming from? We we have a whole show we did on that. <laughs> Not well, a take. It's just like you know, there, particularly some people in the you know the Tennessee fans are saying, oh, there's not. You know, we might get Isaac Taylor Stewart because there's not room at USC or whatever. It's like those guys can go wherever they want. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry. I mean, if you get them, be happy. 
you, they should be happy that you're getting them if you end up signing them. Don't make it an excuse because there wasn't room at USC or whatever. I think, unfortunately, some people are getting set up for a, for a disappointment on on some of those guys. I just saw it pop across here as I was uh, as I was scrolling through, and then we had the little running Twitter feed on the yeah, side. And that happened with Warren Thompson too. I was berated for dismissing their chance with landing Warren Thompson, and well. He ended up at Florida State, right? But that's that's fine. They, they they clearly have a chance with the guy they just hosted for an official visit this weekend. But let's not say he can't go anywhere else. I mean, he could call any school in the country and they would make a spot for him. So that's that's that. Um, all right, now let's start out. We're going to start with the number eight player in the country, Patrick Sertain. Sertan, depending on uh, who you ask. I will go first here, and I'm going to say. Uh, LSU, and uh, you know that's. I've been told LSU is a spot forever. I know Alabama's got a lot of momentum here, but I think he uh, sticks with the Tigers uh, and goes there. So, uh, what do you think, Rob? This is your guy. I will also go with LSU, although you know he just visited Miami. I think Miami's a dark horse. I don't think they're completely out of it. And you know, when Nick Saban's on you and landing helicopters in your high school field. Uh, you know, he shouldn't be discounted either, but you know, I, I just feel like, you know, the LSU ties have been there for too long. Uh, I think it would be a catastrophe if they lost him at this point. So I'll pick the Tigers. Well, if he doesn't go there, we know he wasn't a take. Uh, so that's <laughs> true. Preemptive strike there. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, let's sweep it. LSU. Clean sweep LSU. Nick. Okay. Next up. Uh, we should add a category for why the guy wasn't a take after we're done. With Shertain, it would be uh, he's injured too often, not a take. Okay, so not a take, not a take, not a take factor. Injured, injured too often. Yes. Uh, also, you can also add in his dad wanted a job or something like that, and they weren't willing to do it. I yeah, that's totally cool. see that being an excuse. Um, all right, Nick Petit. Friere, is that how you say it? That is how you say it. Congratulations. Who took, took French here? Nick, did you take French in high school? No. Mm-mm. Seems like something you would have done. Would you take Spanish? Yeah, I took Spanish. Yeah. Boy. You know, I, I didn't take French I didn't take French in high school. Now uh now I've got a now I've got a, a close friend who is legitimately French, like straight from France, very authentic and I just very I don't speak the language. Well, he's <laughs> on the fake French that run in these circles. No, he's very the, the way he even holds a cigarette is very. I mean, he looks like uh, you know Pepe Le Pew or something like I mean, that. I appreciate that the French guy smokes cigarettes. What's his name again, Nick? What does he? J- Jules. Jules. That's oh, right. Come yeah. on, this his, is as stereotypical as Uncle Carl. The guy's name is Jules. <laughs> Big shout, Jules. What's up? Hey, Jules. Hey Jules, character um, in my French novel. <laughs> All right, you got to get a little so, so, <laughs> sidetracked after one player. So Nick Petit Friere visited Ohio State this weekend. As many Buckeyes fans uh, reminded me, after we only included Notre Dame and Florida in the Making the Case article, I think he's going to. I'm going to go first again. Guess what? I'm the host. Uh, he's going to. I'm thinking he's going to Florida. So uh, that's my pick, Rob. The academic thing leads me to believe Notre Dame has a real shot, but he's been high on Florida. If this coaching change didn't happen, he'd already be committed there. Uh, I think it just comes down to did Dan Mullen kind of make up enough ground, and I think he did. I will take Florida. Okay. Nick? Uh, yeah, I'll take Florida too. Not a take factor. He waited too long. 
to commit and and drag them along so they the other teams moved on. All right. <laughs> yeah, I like the not a take factor. That's definitely uh that's definitely a good one for us. Okay. Next up, ding 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 ding. Justin Ross, uh the number 15 player in the country from Alabama, five-star wide receiver, uh was rumored to be committed to Clemson for for long stretches of time. Now it seems like Alabama has uh made a move and might be getting him. Auburn was was also heavily in the mix. They appear to be out. So I'm going to let you go first on this one, Rob. What do you think? I'll take the tide. Um, We all know that it's very, very hard to get a five-star out of that state. Uh, I think Clemson did some pretty good work there, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think he's going to land at Alabama. Well, I want to pick Clemson because of some of the things I was was hearing out of there initially, like especially back in the fall. I mean, they were basically counting him as a commit already, but I think you can't deny the – if you look at the statistics, and maybe this is an article that uh, we could write down the road, Rob, the number of five stars that have actually left the state of Alabama, I mean, you can name them on one hand. It's someone like uh, Jameis Winston is the biggest example, but they rarely, rarely leave the state. They either go to one of those two schools. So I think he sticks uh, and goes to the tide, uh, especially with after watching Tua play. I think that was a big help for them. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I'll take Alabama. Oh, boy, not a take factor. I think, boy, it's a similar thing. He, uh, I don't know what Auburn's excuse was, but Clemson could say, hey, we wanted to get, secure a commitment from him earlier. Now, this is the easiest not a take factor. The not a take factor anytime an SEC school beats out an ACC school is they dropped a bag. Not a take factor. We didn't want to get in a big one. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if we can conclude that. And that's a fan excuse for not a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not. It, it obviously didn't happen. And if it did, I don't know. But that's what the fan take will be. That's okay. what the not a take factor is. Okay. All right. So we will include that. We're not. In, we're, that is just. Uh, we're talking Twitter fan excuses here. We're not yes. talking actual uh, knowledge. It's amazing we had to explain that. Right. Well, just in case. I don't want to have to do it. We're, we're trying to push this one out. All right. Next up, Elijah Griffin, uh, the G child. Uh, Warren G's son. Uh, you know, I, I wish I would have got to meet this kid so I could have fanboyed out about uh, <laughs> about Warren about Warren G. About I missed, yeah, I missed out on that. Well, I would have gone deep, you know. I would have talking about you know this DJ, you know, be Warren G and some of the other uh, some of the other hits. Uh, all right, he's believed to be down to I think USC, Alabama, and uh, Tennessee. As I mentioned earlier. You know, there's some people are perpetuating the, uh, the situation that he they might not have room for him at USC. I got news for you; they got room for him, and uh, that's where he's going. So that's that's going to be my pick. It's going to be USC. I agree with that pick. I really hope that he announces such pick from the East Side Motel. I think he's landing at <laughs> you. Uh, Nick, same thing for you. Well, so this is the, this is the kid that's not supposed to fly, right? No, his dad does not. Warren G. Uh, Takes tour buses everywhere. Funk, rhythm is life, and life is rhythm. Does not take a plane, so that would obviously complicate it for uh, for pops to be traveling to Knoxville from. Uh, oh, but Elijah doesn't have any issue. No, he'll fly. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. In that case, I'll take USC. All right, not a take factor. You know, just I say a lot of hype. You know, we just weren't sure. We weren't sure he could play. Didn't well, want to take a spoiled kid from a privileged yeah. background. Yeah. Uh, really, want, really is all about himself, not a take factor. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. Not a take factor. All right. Next up. Let's see. The 
Let me scroll through here. Tyson Campbell, controversial five-star in Rob's opinion. Uh, visited Miami this weekend, as you mentioned. Georgia, believed to be the favorite, also visited Alabama. Um, I think I'm going to go first again, and I'm going to pick uh, Georgia, just because they've been saving a spot for him. I think they've done a great job of recruiting that school in the past, and I think uh, that's where he goes. This is a tough one. I would have, you know, Miami got the Miami gets the last visit. He was really high on Georgia coming off that visit. I could see a situation in which he picks Miami and surprises everybody. Uh, I think probably if you're handicapping it, the smart money is on Georgia. But I'll go ahead and take a shot here. Uh, I I'll say Miami. I think it would be a surprise, uh, but I just don't want all of our picks to be the same. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and uh, Nick, what do you think? Mm, is it possible this was a like a silent commitment scenario with, with uh, Georgia? It's possible, but I mean, he's taken a vicious. I mean, he went to Alabama a couple of weeks ago. He took four. He went to Tennessee, and yeah, uh, he, he was went just at Miami. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Georgia. That's probably the smart play. Not a take factor. Uh, our class is too good, maybe, and he didn't. He was afraid of competition. I, I don't really know okay. what they want to take. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, some of these not a take factors are going to be the same. Yeah, uh, no doubt. There's only five or six excuses that people <laughs> that people make. This is a really fun, fun exercise, though. All right, Jalen Waddle. Now it's time for Nick's to shine. This is uh, nobody seems to know where he's going. Uh, we put out the making the case article on him, and we had him going to Texas A&M, and uh, that led to some some controversy among some fan bases, even some college coaches, uh, telling me that that. that Things might be going elsewhere. So, Nick, I'm going to make you go first and make uh, the pick on our boy Jalen. Well, I'm going to pick Texas A&M. I mean, they, it seems like especially coming out of this weekend, they have a ton of momentum. They picked up some good uh, 2019 commitments here. And uh, it, se- it seems like some of the familiar faces are getting back uh, back into College Station. And I, I just think there's, you know, at this point of the process, I think Texas A&M is starting to close on on a couple of guys. So I'll I'll, I'll say that he sticks with them. All right, I'm going to pick the same. Uh, Rob, what do you think? I will also take the same. Jimbo Fisher is uh, notoriously good down the stretch. I think that uh, I think that this seems open and shut. All right, not a take. What was the wait? What was the uh, controversy with the coaches you were referencing? Well, you, you know, I, I just think Waddle's not letting a lot out. I think some people think that they're still in it, and then you know, <laughs> we only included two schools in the making the case article, so Uh-oh. you know. People want to be and these, and these coaches and all their and all their wisdom that don't care about recruiting rankings or anything for some reason think that are not including them in a story will influence a player. I, I, I don't understand. I got to show you respect. Not a take factor. Too small. We just you know if we're going to use a spot this late in the game, it's got to be in a big time wide receiver. It doesn't fit the system. All right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Next up, speaking of not a take factor, Isaac Taylor Stewart, who's. Who I was recently asked, why is the stock drop so much, Woody? And I said, I don't, I don't think his stock has dropped at all. <laughs> sure, it's, it's a six foot two corner who runs a four three laser forty. Um, I'll take my chances with him. So I'm going to pick uh, USC for him as as well as my pick. I'm with you, Rob. USC. Yep, I'm with you. Yep, USC. Uh, and uh, Nick, what do you think? Well, I mean, don't you guys think that 
do, I mean, don't you think that maybe Alabama can get a split between, you know, one of these, uh, between these two yeah, California of course. I never, I never really had Alabama in anything. I mean, that's well, so I was told, uh, that he wants to get out of California and that his family would like him to stay in California. Um, Boy, what was that? A- Somebody just dropped a baseball bat or something outside of my condo. I don't know what's going on out there. I, I never know what's going it's on. An aluminum bat for sure. It sounds like, uh, it sounded like you, were, you were walking into a diner there or something. Um, let's see. Ooh, uh, Nick. So that's that's the, that's his dilemma. Uh, but the question is, you know, we've met him. He's a little bit. Uh, I don't know how, what, what word I would use to describe him. He's got an interesting personality. So I, I personally think there's no way he, he actually ends up going through with it and going far from home. So that's why. How opinion. about this? How about I, I predict he picks Alabama, doesn't send in the paperwork, and ultimately goes to USC. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I like that one. Nick's, layers on layers. Nick's pick for drama. That will happen with somebody. We know that. Uh, not a take factor. Class was uh, full. Your yeah, stock dropped too far. Class was full. Stock dropped. That may all, and in the case of Tennessee, that may be the take factor, is what their fans are are saying. All right, as we move along here, we got some guys that are committed but not signed. Quay Walker is going to be the one that we're really going to focus in on here. The number thirty-eight player in the country from uh, Cordell, Georgia, it's down in uh, South Georgia. Been committed to Alabama since the summer. Everyone seems to think uh, they are out of it. They are, are not in the mix, despite him taking an official visit. He visited Tennessee, uh, Auburn's in the mix. He also visited Georgia this weekend. I believe he was their lone official visitor. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to pick Tennessee. I think Georgia's making a, a strong push here, and it could be Georgia. I could be, very easily be wrong. But uh, I think when Jeremy Pruitt went to Tennessee, that, that this was one of the guys he definitely wanted to take with him. And, and I think, much like J.J. Peterson, that's how it's going to play out. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I think you follow the the coaching change here. Um, he was committed there when Pruitt was there. Uh, it seems like a logical move if you're going to eliminate the school you're committed to that there's a reason for doing that, and you would think that reason is you want to go be with Pruitt. Nick? Yeah, I'll take Tennessee too. All right, and, not, the, and the easiest not a take factor. The, the old not a take factor never sent him a letter, never sent him an official. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one because you, they're probably not going to send him a letter. Um, yeah, and then, see, it's built in. It's perfect. Once you right. figure out that you're out, then you don't send a letter, and then you can say not a take and never sent them a letter. It's the oldest All right. trick in the book. <laughs> Next up, Rick Sandage, the big defensive tackle out of North Carolina. Obviously not someone that, that we're super familiar with. Took an official visit to Georgia, took an official visit to South Carolina, also took one to North Carolina. Uh, obviously, he's, a, he's from Concord, which is usually just a little bit north of Charlotte. Uh, he's been leaning towards South Carolina for a long time now. They got the last official visit. So, uh, I am going to pick South Carolina, Rob. The officer always has a guy from up in that area that just goes to North Carolina, right? Like there's always some highly ranked guy from like that area that just inexplicably goes to North Carolina. Is that, that's correct, right? Yeah. Or NC state. Yeah. Do we think this is that guy this year? I don't think so. I think South Carolina badly wants him. I think they've been. I don't know enough about him, so I'll just stick with you. I'll, I'll take South Carolina. All right, Nick. Uh, yeah, I'll take South Carolina too. But I reserve the right to bring this up next week if he becomes the Officer Friedman North Carolina prospect. <laughs> uh, not a take factor. Clearly, 
didn't have room. This is definitely a didn't have room situation. Uh, and if you're North Carolina, similar excuse we talked to about uh, ACC to SEC. Uh, yep, you can have that one. Because um, we know that that is often brought up. So, all right, next up, Devin Williams, the uh, versatile athlete from uh, Lancaster, California, Antelope Valley. I think they have antelope there. <laughs> I would, I would hope so. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I bet it's a place where there used to be antelope. I'm going to look that up while we talk about uh, about Devin. But uh, I think he's, you know, he he named Oregon his leader. Over the summer, Oregon uh, definitely needs some tall uh, wide receivers like that. I think that's where he ends up. I think it's down to Oregon and USC. And I don't, as we heard earlier, USC might not have spots. So, <laughs> uh, Rob, what do you think? I'll take USC. Um, I think that I don't know a ton about the California kids, as you know, that I'm located in Florida. I don't deal out there. Uh, but what I do know about him and what I do know about USC is I am, you know, I'm not going to ever take. Uh, Oregon over USC right now, if there's room. So I'll default to the Trojans. Okay, Nick. Um, hold on, I'm looking up one thing real quick. I think uh, depending on what I find right now, yeah, I'll take I'll take Oregon. Were you looking up if there were antelope in Antelope Valley? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't hear your pick, Nick. I'm sorry, it cut out. Uh, I said I said Oregon. Okay, all right. Uh, not a take factor, obviously. If he goes to Oregon. That one's pretty simple. Uh, we definitely didn't want him to. Uh, I think he's also kind of a quiet kid with a unique personality, just too mercurial for. wasn't sure if he fit the culture. Yeah, it didn't didn't fit the culture. That's a good. That's a very rarely used one. Yeah, that's, I think that's the excuse there. Um, as we move along, so I have to scroll through the list as we do it. Kelvin Joseph is unsigned, uh, but he will sign with uh, LSU. Otis Reese. Now this is a tricky one, boys, because. He's been committed to Michigan since 2016. How about that for a long time? Has not signed. I believe he took an official visit to Central Michigan. How about that? Uh, yeah, and he, he tripped to Georgia too, correct? Right, and an, an official visit to Georgia. We've long believed that it was going to be uh, Georgia. That was going to be the, the place he flipped to. That was the, the rumor. And, of course, we heard they might not have room. There was a lot of different – a lot, of, a lot of different talk there. I personally think he is going to flip. Michigan, of course, pulled a great surprise out of his same high school last year when they landed uh, Aubrey Solomon, the five-star defensive tackle. So they cannot be counted out here. But uh, I'm going to pick George. I'm going to assume they find a way to make a spot and uh, and make it happen. Rob? I'm going to take Central Michigan, Woody. No, I'll, uh, I'll stick with Georgia, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I wish know, you would. wouldn't it be great, though? Uh, no, I'm, I'll stick with the dogs. I think this one is pretty open and shut. Okay, Nick? So, so we don't feel like there's any chance he stays committed to Michigan. Yeah, right? there's a chance. I just don't. I mean, a kid could have flipped any time now. Um, he visited, I think, a, the weekend of the 25th. So he's had some time to mull it over. But, you know, I – I personally, I don't know the inner workings of George's class. I don't know the spot math or whatever. I think, but I think if they, I think they want him. So that's why it could be complicated if they land somebody like a Quay Walker that we talked about earlier. So a lot of moving yeah. parts on a lot of these predictions. Yeah. No, I think, I think he, uh, 
No, I'll say he sticks with Michigan. What if he takes a if he takes a official visit to Central Michigan? He's clearly enamored with the state of Michigan. <laughs> well, and then, how, how could he turn his back now? Not a take factor is easy on this one too. It's like would a kid with options really take an official to Central Michigan? Uh, he must have ran in options. You know, he was scrambling at the last second to find a place, and we didn't have room. Exactly. I think his brother plays in Central Michigan, which is why I think he ended up uh, taking that trip. Now, Trevor Trout, this is kind of a weird one because he's been committed to USC. I don't, I don't think he visited anywhere else, at least. Not that I see here. I'm trying to. Now, this could be a Sam Bruce situation where it's like committed prospects still committed. Remember when he was committed to Miami forever and then he went on a radio show to announce his commitment, even though he was already <laughs> committed to Miami? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And then was like appalled that I wasn't coming to the radio show. It's yeah. like, what? And there's yet to play a, a game of college football here two years later. So, um, but I think we're not going to include him. We're going to assume he sticks with USC. Uh, Panay Sewell, uh, also affectionately referred to as Buncha by his family. <laughs> Great nickname. Uh, as his dad texted me one time asking me about Buncha, and I had no earthly idea what he was talking about <laughs> had to have the had to have the nickname explained to me uh he is down to uh oregon and alabama i think there was some talk about utah and uh usc i think those schools are eliminated obviously not a take there <laughs> clearly <laughs> comes with that saying um uh, i think his family would like him to go to alabama i think he wants to go to oregon i think there's some other moving parts behind the scenes uh, I am going to pick Oregon because of his relationship with Mario Cristobal. I think uh, I think they went out, but I would not be at all shocked if he uh, if he committed to Alabama. Rob? I think this is the California kid that, or the West Coast kid that Alabama steals. Um, I, I'll take the time. They've done a great job in Utah, you know, in, in recent years, uh, getting some top guys, including in this class. So that yeah, that wouldn't be a total shock, Nick. Uh, I'll take, I'll take Alabama. Okay. Not a take factor. That suits his style of play better than Oregon. Right, right, exactly. Not a take factor being, uh, there were, you know, there were some, <laughs> I, I, I know what the not a take factor is, but I can't really say, say it because I don't know if it's public knowledge. Uh, so Rob, what would you say is the not a take factor here? It depends where he goes. If he if he ends up going to Oregon, the not a take factor would be like we were concerned uh, about the distance from home, and if he'd get homesick and transfer. Uh, if he goes to Alabama, the not a take factor is the clear SEC one. That's always the it's you know, okay. get a bit of okay. All right. Uh, next up, as we as we roll through the rivals two fifty, Rashid Walker. Boy, talk about a guy we know nothing about. Uh, <laughs> number sixty five player in the country from Waldorf, Maryland. That sounds like a nice place. Clearly named after Rashid Wallace. I think that goes without saying. Um, took a visit to Virginia Tech and Penn State in December. Some people thought he was going to sign early. He didn't do it. Then he goes and takes a visit to Ohio State late. We've seen this uh, before. We know what happens when this happens. This was clearly Urban Meyer telling him not to sign early. Wait on wait on me. And I think they were waiting to see what happened with Jackson Carmen. They didn't get Jackson Carmen. I think he goes to Ohio State because of that, mainly because how many times, Rob, have we seen it where Urban tells someone to wait and he ends up going to another school? Rarely happens. Yeah, I can't remember who the guy in the class last year was where this happened. Uh, uh, he did like, it to uh, – well, he did it to Benjamin Victor famously. Yeah, oh, that's who it was. He, he, was, it to Emory he was getting ready to announce 
for Florida and Urban Meyer called him and said, hold on a little bit. Yeah. yeah and then he, I agree with you. He did it for, he did it for Emory Jones also, which of course they didn't end up signing him eventually, but Emory Jones was about to commit to Tennessee. Urban told him to wait. He ended up committing to, to, to Ohio state. So, uh, Rob's going to take Ohio state, Nick. Uh, I, I really wasn't listening to this part. Who, who are the I other teams? That. Penn State or Virginia Tech? I don't know anything Ohio about this. State. Put me down for Ohio State because you guys picked them. Not a take factor, clearly being uh, we wanted him to sign early. He lost his spot. Yeah, that's a open and shut case. <laughs> that's an easy one. Lost his spot. Yeah. Are we just wanted, uh, Jamar Chase, the number 67 player in the country uh, from uh, Louisiana. Uh, Metier, which uh, well, the three of us have spent plenty of time staying in a hotel right by the mall there in, in Metier or, uh, when we couldn't get uh, something in the actual city. Uh, this one is an easy one. He's going to LSU, I think. You know, he looked around at several other schools. I think Auburn is his other finalist. He took a visit there this weekend. But uh, pretty easy one for LSU here. Rob? I, I concur. Um, you know, Ellis, Louisiana's kind of got a little bit of that Alabama thing going where the good kids don't typically leave unless there's extenuating circumstances. So I'll take the Tigers. Same for you, Nick. Yeah. How, how many other schools did he commit to he was, prior? He uh, committed to two, committed to Kansas for about a week and uh, committed <laughs> to Florida prior to the coaching change. Can we take oh. this time to, well, after Nick gives us pick, we need to, we need to take a special shout out to Justin Watkins as being this year's commitment winner. He went four top four different schools. Yeah. We'll get into it. Nick, give your pick. Well, yeah, I'll pick LSU too, but I, sw- I swear I feel like Chase has committed to about at least three other well, schools. You're thinking about TCU because he was supposed to commit to TCU at the opening and they messed oh, up that's the right. TV broadcast, so uh, he couldn't do it. Snafu. Yeah, the, the old classic NFL snafu Network. And then TCU seen. blamed NFL Network, right? Yeah, he blamed NFL Network. And now I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought he was going to announce on ESPN, but uh, I'm going to have to check in with him today and find out his announcement time and everything like that. Not a take factor. NFL Network screwed us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had him, except for NFL Network. Uh, so that must be TCU fans. Watkins went LSU, Florida State, Texas, Florida, which, I mean, is really impressive. No, 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 no. Didn't he commit to Louisville at one point? No, I don't think he was. He wasn't committed to Louisville. It was, it was Florida State first, and then LSU, and then Texas, and then Florida. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's an all-timer. Um, as I scroll through, uh, a lot of these guys have have committed recently. Tanner McKee, the quarterback uh, who is a member of uh, the Mormon Church, LDS, I believe they preferred to be called, will sign this year but will not play until uh, 2020 at the earliest, I believe. We've seen this uh, before with a lot of guys who end up Sometimes they sign with one school, they end, they can be re-recruited, and they end up elsewhere. We've, we've seen it plenty of times before. I think he will probably fall in that class no matter where he goes. But I'm going to guess that he picks Stanford. I think his other options include uh, – I thought they did include USC here. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he got into Stanford. He took an official visit there. I'm trying to find out who else is uh, – who else is on this list? A lot, of, a lot of Dave Barry on camera here in these videos. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Stanford too. We'll just get that out of the way. Yeah. Ala- oh, Alabama is also in the mix. Uh, BYU as well, uh, obviously. So, uh, 
But I think we're both going to take Stanford. Nick, what do you think? Uh, should I take BYU? New offensive coordinator, new culture for him <laughs> in a couple of years. Uh, I'll take BYU. Why All the right. heck not? As my dad, as my dad famously once yelled for four quarters of a football game, "By who?" Oh, that's a good. That's a good dad. That's a really good dad yelling. Yeah. Also, uh, Ty Detmer, the aforementioned ex-offensive coordinator, my dad famously had a cha- had a had a chair that was lay down and die. Ty, uh, oh god! Answer. So it wasn't all it wasn't all above board. That's the sports heckling equivalent of going to Outback Steakhouse and ordering a Foster's in an Australian accent, <laughs> which is you know an all-time dad move. Guess what? Spoiler alert: Ty did lay down and die as uh, Oregon won that game in a, in a major upset in a defining moment of my childhood. I might not be covering football if it went for that game, Rob. What do you think about that? I'll have a Foster's. <laughs> Australian for <laughs> beer. All right. Sorry, I'm checked out, man. Not a take factor. Clearly, didn't want to wait. Couldn't wait two years. We need to yeah, quarterback in with class. Open and shut case as well. Um. Let's see. As as we as we scroll around, Richard Garage is committed. Uh, we think he's sticking with Florida, Rob. I who knows with him. Um, I guess. <laughs> well, do we have to do him as a prediction? Um, yeah, we should probably do him. Okay. He um, visited Florida. He visited Auburn this past week, and also took an visit, official visit to Clemson. So people like Clemson uh, here. I you know I I'm gonna go ahead and just pick Clemson. I don't. I mean. He's really – you want to talk about somebody that's got an interesting personality. He is like very, very hard to get anything out of or form a bond with, at least from my perspective. But I will guess Clemson. Well, hey, let's let's all pick different schools if uh, – Okay. I'll pick I'll pick Auburn then. All right. What what do I have Florida. to left? You're going to take the apartment. Yeah. Man, okay. He's committed, He's committed to Florida. To Florida. Right I mean, you really, you're the odds-on favorite here. Not yeah. a take factor, right. Rob. Not a take factor. We told him to, if you're Florida, we told him to wait on signing day. So it was clear that we didn't want him. Uh, we have uh, okay. other prospects. If he signs with Florida, the other schools are not a take factor. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the not a take factor is. Not a take factor. Never wanted him really. Was a backup plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a backup plan. Exactly. I think that's the... I think that's the one for some of the other schools. Um, all right, let's, as we move along, we're, we're, we're rolling, boys. We're already into the 90s here. So, uh, Will Barnes, this is a good one. Oh, wait, nope. Nick, Jalen Preston, we worried about him, or are we assuming he's signing with Texas A&M? No, he's, I think he's safe with A&M. Okay, so we're not going to do him. William Barnes, uh, number Gators. 91 player in the yeah, country. I'll take Florida. I think he's wanted to c- commit there forever uh, even under the old staff north carolina i think is a player he really liked it there but i think it's going to be hard to get him out of the state yeah he was uh, north carolina was his first offer after he famously won the rivals camp series uh, mvp uh when he had no offers uh i think i'm gonna pick florida too i think he seemed like he was already committed at sometimes uh based on that i know auburn was in the mix as well they changed coaches uh on the offensive line so i'm gonna take them uh, Nick? Uh, well, I mean, no hesitation from Rob on Florida, so how can I argue with that? Yeah, he's All right. Going. Not a take factor, Rob? Uh, not a take factor. He dragged his feet. Uh, he should have committed to us earlier. Uh, we didn't want to fight that hard for a prospect from Florida's backyard. Uh, Michael Thompson, four-star defensive tackle, 
out of St. Louis. This is an interesting one because uh, we thought he was bound for Missouri. He took an official visit, of course, to uh, USC with his friend Trevor Trout. Um, also took an official visit to Oklahoma. I am personally going to pick Oklahoma. I think based on what I heard from some other prospects about where they might end up, I think he assured Oklahoma that he is already coming. I think that official visit locked it up. This one stings. Talk about a sting factor for Missouri, uh, not being able to land him after seemingly leading for so long, but I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma here. Rob? I will I will also take Oklahoma. I'm pretty confident in it. I like Michael Thompson a lot better than everybody else. I, I If it was the Rob Cassidy top 250, I would probably have him ranked higher. Um, I think it's yeah, Oklahoma. I think we pushed him pretty high there after the five, after the camp. We saw him in St. Louis, and then some other people didn't think. He I would. saw him come to Nashville at that thing. He showed up in Nashville and just busted every single person's head there for the entire camp. Well, boy, yeah, we're still dealing with the repercussions of you covering that camp in Nashville. Uh, so, well, I'll tell you what, not a take factor is easy here, though. He didn't develop the way that we wanted him to. Not a take. Okay, Nick, well, give us your pick. No, I'll, I'll take Oklahoma too because uh, I feel like there are some other guys that they've moved on from in order to focus on him. Right, we all heard the same sort of thing. Uh, Solomon Tulia Pupu uh, from May Today High School in Santa Ana. Not a take. Too hard for the coaches to pronounce his name. <laughs> Real windy down there from what I'm told. Uh, I am think he's going to go to USC. I'm not even sure who else we're looking at. I think Notre Dame was his other option. Um, well, I don't know. It's a lot of articles about uh, about him from blueandgold.com. Let's see what the old hot board says before we make our uh, pick official. Uh, Solomon. BGI grade, upside grade, 5.0. Top contenders, USC, UCLA. UCLA is the odds-on favorite. Now, guess what? That's who we're picking. Uh, Solomon, what do you pick? USC. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I will also take the Trojans. Okay. Uh, Nick? UCLA was the odds-on favorite? No, USC is the odds-on favorite. Oh, USC is? All right, Notre fine, Dame. USC. Okay. He, he looks like a USC. Just looking at him in the face, he looks like a USC guy. <laughs> Not a take. Uh, clearly, you know, the, the, the distance, distance, blah, 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 right? Yeah, it's got to be that. Or, you know, really, uh, coaches weren't comfortable with him on his visit. Now, this is a good one. Mario Goodrich. Mario Goodrich is a riddle level player, the number ninety nine player in the country. He, uh, he he didn't sign early. Some people are not sure if he even had a place to go. Then he goes. Georgia's in the mix. He takes official visit to Clemson. He was at Arkansas this past weekend. LSU also wanted him at one point. I know even Eric Bossy, our basketball analyst, went up to see him play basketball recently, and uh, and said there were some rumblings there. I am going to pick Clemson on this one just because uh, I think we have them missing on some other guys at the position. I think he, I think they need a corner. He fits the mold of the, the type of guys they like. So, uh, so it's Clemson for me. I agree with that. I, it seems like everybody that I've ever mentioned him to, at least in the last couple of weeks, have started to feel strongly about Clemson. Uh, I will, I'll take them. Uh, maybe LSU as a backup if they start missing on some guys, but I think he'll land at Clemson. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if LSU misses on certain things, could get real interesting. Uh, so that that should be considered. Nick, what do you think? 
Well, I guess I guess I'll take Clemson too. How to take factor? Um, this one's easy. I mean, if you didn't have anywhere to go, if we think maybe you didn't have anywhere to go in the early period, it's easy. Not a take factor. We had guys ahead of him on our board. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob, you're good at the not a take. <laughs> because I've heard every single one of these lame excuses a thousand times. All right, so that's the Rivals 100. We've made every picked every uncommitted uh, or, or player who was in who was in doubt. Uh, There's some other guys in the 250. We could go on. I don't think we need to go through all of them. We're at a 40 minute mark. Uh, you got you got any upset picks from from somebody outside the 250 or somebody outside the 100, Rob? That, that might surprise us. You no, anything? I think the, the I think my the big takeaway from this is going to be there are going to be kids that you've never heard of Ed, that sign with your school because all the kids that they would usually try to flip. Um, are locked up. So there's going to be like a dude with like three Mac offers that ends up signing with your power five school. And you're going to be like, who? And it's going to be like, well, he's clearly underrated, but really it's just because all the other kids that they would normally flip signed in December. Yeah. I think there's going to be, there may be guys who don't even have profiles (laughs) who end up signing power five. I could totally see that happening. It usually happens anyway with a couple guys who come from way off the radar. Like you mentioned, maybe flip from a, from a group of five school. I think there's going to be, I mean, there are guys who are going to have just offers from Coastal Carolina who end up signing, you know, in the SEC. So What's that other that's going to be fun that everybody – not that Coastal Carolina is. They're a real school. What's that fake school that not Kentucky Christian, the other fake school that's popped up recently? Uh, Seton, Seton Hill. Hill. Yeah. Everybody's got a Seton Hill offer. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, it is an interesting ploy for these NAIA schools to offer guys that they know they're not going to get. Just so they tweet that they have an offer. So it's sort of a weird And it gets the brand out there. You know, it's like, hey, if Patrick Sertain is entertaining the Seton Hill offer, I better go there. <laughs> Seton Hill. I mean, come on. Well, very smart, very smart by them to for, I know what you were just about to say, no, it's but smart. it's 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 smart for them to name themselves a school. I, I have no idea how old of a school Seton Hill actually is, but to put to name yourself one letter off from a school that already has an established brand. But a is, basketball uh, brand nonetheless. Um, well, yeah, but then but everybody thinks like, oh, man, they're starting up their football program out there. That's Seton cool. Hill That's was established cool. in 1885, according to the website wikipedia.com. It's a private liberal yeah. arts university. Uh, yeah, didn't know they had online colleges back then. <laughs> Crimson and gold, they're the Griffins. Uh, they're in Pennsylvania, in Greensburg. Okay, when was Seton Hall founded? Seton Hall. So we said Seton Hill was when? 1885? Yeah. Seton Hall was founded I should know this I should know this off the top of my head many family member that attended Seton Hall University in 1856 yeah so yeah uh, copycat all right another outside the line storylines update Antelope Valley is located in northern Los Angeles County uh it is situated between the Tehachapi and San Gabriel Mountains. The valley was named for the pronghorns that roamed there until being all but eliminated by bad weather in the 1880s and subsequent hunting for fur. Climate change claims another victim. Boy, I bet antelope tastes nice. Uh, Let us know if you've eaten antelope before, but I have to imagine as a man who uh, has eaten his share of caribou and elk and uh, deer, I bet... uh, but it's pretty good. I'd eat it. Yeah, I've eaten kangaroo. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, really? There's Boy. a restaurant in Tempe that serves only kangaroo. It's like, so when I lived out there, I went and experienced that. There was a big craze in Oregon for a while where we were eating ostrich burgers, ostrich and emu, uh, 
famously, the emu farm in town had a breakout <laughs> and hundreds of emus were roaming through the streets of Cottage Grove, Oregon, uh, including one that got trapped in our fence. So you best believe I collected on that reward. Uh, Wait, is that the one you ate? No, no, no. Oh, well, I'm sure I ate emus from said farm, but uh, I didn't kill it. I just called the people and you know, I think it was like 50 bucks a head or something like I that. I can't beat that. Get them back. So uh, we, we're, this is not a typical episode, as we mentioned, but Nick does have a tweet of the week on here. Which well, I, I put it on there. Yeah. Oh, you put it on there. Yeah, that's was Rob's tweet of the week. You better hope that mediocre money that you make at Rivals is good enough for you for the rest of your life. All right, so let's hear it, Rob. All right, let me uh, let me pull her up here. I liked this one. I liked this one a lot just because the way that the, the original tweeter got kind of backhanded. So Chase Coda, who is a recruit, uh, I you think he's a West Coast kid, correct? Yeah, he's from Oregon. Went to, going to UCLA. <laughs> of course, he's verified on Twitter. Has tweeted, is it bad that as a recruit, I've never tweeted about securing a bag, rise and grind, eating, being a dog, fork and knife emojis with a ex, with a with a uh, accent mark slept on being the goat getting my money tunnel vision working in silence unfinished business underrated savage season l's or chasing a check and our boy who's another west coast recruit a five-star army all-american i do not know exactly who this is because his name looks like looks like chris Steele, who's a 2019 kid i think he responds to this tweet quotes it and just writes do you want a cookie which i'm team steel i am team steel here 100 percent because like uh i thought i thought steel was gonna say you just did but, that would have been my to not do that and then like the reason you that, it's like a football coach tweet it's like you've tweeted it for football coaches to tell you how great you are i don't know i thought you would think it was funny i think it was kind of funny man i'm team steel here i mean it's just i, I just this thing just reeks of please tell me how focused and humble i am oh see i think you, you, you you're viewing as you know he's from he's from oregon so you got to remember that he's a, likely a smart uh, Alec. I must said the A word. <laughs> Much of the vein of Kevin Love and some of the uh, other yeah, players. Yeah, I suppose if you read it in that vein, it is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, he, uh, if we go through, so so Chase's tweet got 141 retweets and 1,443 likes. Now Gator Nation replied saying, no, nah, you just made a post wanting attention for not saying those things. I think that's worse. Oh, it is a joke. Okay, I see it. Now, you know, I'm definitely on Team Chase now because anytime an account named hashtag Gator Nation or something of that, I'm always on the opposite team of anything that has some kind of like stupid hashtag in the handle. So I'm I'm Team Chase. Oh, boy. His mentions really got – went. boy, his mentions get ugly down here. That's funny how he didn't have the same struggle as everyone who he's obviously talking about, you know, because his dad played in the NFL. Boy, it, it, it gets dark down there. <laughs> yeah, Do you want a cookie? I'm not, I'm not going through that. Look what you got us into. And then we, uh, uh, let's see, get over it. He didn't pick them. You sound like an ex-girlfriend. Boy. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Jeez. Well, anyway, yeah, I think it was funny. I think he was trolling, and I think it's good. I think it's funny. Um, Rants and recommendations this week. I did have a new one. I'm not sure. I've got two on here for the first time ever. How about that? All right. So let's hear. Let's hear you. You can do start with your rant if you want. The Super Bowl is a great time for this because it comes out. I don't know if you guys have friends that are like 
the type that don't really pay attention to sports or like, I, I don't know, but it just drives me friends. crazy yeah. when people are like, it, they look down on you for liking sports. So whenever there's a sports thing, they refer to it as sports ball. Have you ever heard this? Not really a big sports nah. ball. And it's just such a way yeah. to get a little dig in at you for like, can you believe what kind of plebe you are for caring about this sporting event? I, I, it drives me insane. It, it really does. And you hear a lot of it around Super Bowl time. I saw a lot of it on Twitter. Uh, people will just tweet, go sports ball. And the reason they do it is to make you feel less than. I mean, it's not lost on me it kind of – you know, that I'm the target of that joke or you're the target of that joke. And I just think it's really, really stupid. Yeah. They're the same people that watch Big Bang Theory. They're, they're, and they're also the same people that are like, you know, anytime somebody's driving a nice car, it's like, oh, must be an extend, must be making up for something down there. Or, you know, the people that are like, if you bring up a movie you like, have to make sure to tell you that the book is better. They're those people. Yeah, I, this may surprise you to know that Nick and I don't, uh, we don't oversector those people as much as, uh, as you do, Rob, in the communist uh, community. <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> the democratic socialist community. There. They don't like games. They keep scoring and assign a winner. They want everyone to get the same amount of points, you know, so it doesn't. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. No, it's brutal. It's like, you know, I saw somebody on Instagram really making such a big deal about, you know, I think, I think they were going to, uh, to the Pro Bowl with one of their significant others. And there was a lot of yay sports. Oh, cool sports. It's like, well, don't go to the Pro Bowl, you know? Like, also, the, nobody's making you watch. Like, I don't come right. and mock you for watching Dragon Ball Z or whatever it is that you're doing. Like, right. that would be really easy to do. Obsessing over somebody's tweets. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> yay tweets. How about that? Yeah, I think we all know what I'm talking about. Yay, think peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yay, long form. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's a good one. I, I like that one. Uh, that's a good one for you, Rob. I'm glad you're back on the action. Now, you recommend here. This is going to be a controversial recommendation, so let's hear it. This is great. Um, and it's So last night after the Super Bowl, I really wanted to see what was going on in Philly. And in the old days, you'd turn on the police scanner. Uh, I famously heard uh, – I listened to the, the last Kentucky national title. I turned on the Lexington police scanner and heard the immortal words, uh, I need support for two naked men running with a propane tank, which – Still to this day, you know, if somebody could track those guys down, I would read a 3,000 word uh, long form on, you know, that night and what became of those two men in the aftermath of the Kentucky title. But Snapchat has now replaced the police scanner with the Snap Map. So now you can get visuals of this stuff. So after the game, I just zoomed in on Philadelphia on the map on the Snapchat app and just clicked it and spent, you know, 30 minutes watching the insanity. Uh, there were a lot of naked people. There were a lot of climbing light poles. There were some fires. It was really high-end entertainment. Uh, so, you know, now you can you can come off the police scanner if you want to see debauchery, which I often do, and there's some event happening somewhere in the world. You can just go on there and get a firsthand view of, you know, real-time real -time beer bonging or whatever it is you're interested in watching. Well, see, that's good. That is a good one. I thought you were going to say you like to tell where your friends were. No, I don't, so give, you... a, I don't give a riff about where my friends are. <laughs> I don't care about that. I want to watch uh, naked people chugging four loco and doing headstands. That's what I use the snap map for. I did see a guy do a trust fall off of like a, I'm sure a lot of people saw this. He did a trust fall into a crowd from pretty high up in the air, maybe about 20 feet. <laughs> uh, and he was on like a, it was, it was at a hotel, and you know that 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 thing that comes out, it's almost like an umbrella. Yeah, 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 like the awning? 
Yeah, the awning, exactly. Yeah, he was on top of that. I saw when I was watching last night, I stumbled upon a a dude that undressed himself on the subway in Philly on the SEPTA uh, and was just standing there completely naked screaming Eagles fly, which was, you know, very, 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 very high-end entertainment. What would uh, (laughs) – now, all of three of us, none of our team – well, Nick was a big Marlins fan at times and they won the World Series. But say, for example, Rob, if the Mets, I think, would be the only team that would – what would you do if you were in New York and the Mets won the, the World Series? Well, I would follow the lead, right? I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go loot a Best Buy by himself. But if a bunch of people were looting a Best Buy, I can't say that I would walk away from that situation. You'd be um, documenting it at least. Yeah, yeah you'd be it really depends on where. You know, If I was in like a quiet bar – uh, I probably wouldn't go too crazy, but if I was at the game or something, um, there's no telling. I would probably end up in jail because I'm not one. Yeah, to, like, I'm not one that's like, "Hey, stop! Don't do that." I'm like, "Hey, you guys are trying to flip over that Prius. Need help?" Yeah, I think you're more, you're the most likely of us to to get it to end up in the at least the overnight situation. Yeah. Nick, if you were in Jacksonville or in Orlando in the the, the Jaguars or Magic one, I could see you getting after it, right? Yeah, I don't know though. I, I mean, I, I think, I think a part of the element to that whole thing is how long the fan base has been suffering and for how, how tragic their team history has yeah, been too. You know, Jacksonville yeah. would get, yeah, pretty turned if they won the yeah, Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, think about all those maybe. people in their camo, uh, in right. their camo jackets. If the, if the scale is chugging a bottle of Fireball on the low end and setting a Prius on fire on the high end, uh, where do you kind of fall in line? Me, uh. I'm I'm uh, I'm probably not lo- I'm not looting anything even if other people around me are doing it I'll probably I'm, I may be drive the getaway car yeah, this, yeah. I'm like one like, I'm one cut below that <laughs> I think if the Magic won the championship especially with their current arena setup it'd be pretty easy for downtown Orlando to get pretty wild because you're talking about a four to five minute walk. And there's going to be other people out. I mean, you know, we we were there. I was there when the Magic were in the finals that one year in 09. Uh, and there was some good celebration. So I could see it. I mean, I get that they're not as tortured as Philadelphia. Me, I would be the Blazers if they won the championship, which I don't think we even need to talk about that even being a possibility. <laughs> so, uh, I, but probably Portland would not. I can't imagine there being a lot of damage in Portland. I mean, we see. But you'd get a lot fun. of sports ball, though. If they win, a lot of people in Portland would be like, ironically celebrating, you know, go sports. Well, here's the thing, though. People in Portland are like that, especially about your, you know, Neanderthal sports like football. But if the Blazers won, they're, they're, uh, Civic pride and wanting to be pompous for a city they've lived in for three years would would greatly supersede their uh, wanting to brag about sports ball or whatever. They would want they want in. They want. So it, where do you come you know, down they, on the looting scale? Because on one hand you don't drink, but on the other hand you really like free stuff and discounts more than anybody else I know. So I can see you going either way. It would depend. Yeah, I would probably take advantage of this. I'd probably have people looting for me. Uh, it would be a situation where, I, where I'm like, guys, load it in my Jeep. I, I'll make sure we all get it home safe. And then I would just drive off with, you know, four TVs or whatever. Uh, but I would break stuff. Nick Nick can attest. If there's electronics to be broken, I get really excited. I mean, I will smash a vacuum cleaner. I'll break a dishwasher, microwaves, 
you give me you give me electronics to break, I go ham. You would have uh, loved living in my fraternity. We used to play this game, Will It Break? If like somebody had a broken TV or got a new computer monitor or something, we had a fourth floor, like a third floor balcony that we would just go up there and huck it off the balcony onto the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, there's some there may be some videos of me even on YouTube of me breaking breaking vacuums and things of that nature. So uh, be sure to check that out. All right. I will save us from having another rant or anything like that. Nick, Wait, I have, I, I have a quick one. I have okay. a quick All right. one. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. So, and they're both Super Bowl related. So my first, not so much a recommendation. I just wanted to give, uh, you know, my favorite commercial situation of the night from the Super Bowl was the uh, ad campaign by Tide. Uh, their series of commercials, I thought they did a, a masterful job uh pointing out that every when they when the guy said everybody in every commercial you watch has clean clothes so is every commercial a tide commercial i was like that's it that's the most (laughs) genius thing that they could have done um and my and my rant is uh netflix for putting on that cloverfield movie which i watched this morning i had to make a couple of videos and so i put it on as i was doing the video editing pretty good movie and i'm a fan of the cloverfield uh franchise however it it's essentially a prequel for one of the other Cloverfield movies that came out. If you're Netflix and you put so much money into putting that movie on and saying, come watch this immediately after the Super Bowl is over, you get all those eyes, all that attention. How do you not have the immediate sequel to the Cloverfield movie? I wanted to watch it again. I was left wanting more tisk tisk. Wasn't everybody watching the movie about the guy that died in the slow cooker or the This Is Us? <laughs> that was last night. Uh, that was live. I don't watch Boy, that. Spoiler don't watch alert. That. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, well, I've never seen the show. So if it's been spoiled for me via Twitter, then yeah. guess what? It's been spoiled for you now, too. I've also never seen it. And I also knew about the uh, the slow cooker. So, Nick, let me ask you a question. How many Cloverfield movies are there? Three? There, including this one. There was the first one. There was the one with John Goodman. And then there's this one. But I, I know they're coming out with one. another one's in production right now, so too. So the first but, one was Cloverfield. What was the second one? The 10 Cloverfield Lane. With John Goodman and the other girl, and that was related. That was in the that was in the universe of the. Well, so like, right? Yeah, I mean, like, not all of these movies are necessarily directly connected, but they all sort of you're you're supposed to have like the same level of believability that all these things can happen within the universe they're happening in. I remember really liking the first one when I saw it the first time. Now I don't know if it holds up. Um, right. And this mo- and exactly. And this is a mo- this is a prequel to that movie. And I wanted to roll right into the next one and, and watch it again because it's been like a decade since it's been out. They could have I mean, they could have got me. But so would you instead- recommend us to watch the prequel? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. OK. I mean, I like it, it's a space based movie. So I like I like those movies anyway. So yeah, was the, I was going to field was an alien thing. Mm, yeah sort of yeah okay all right well watch that movie and find out uh you can find it on netflix according to uh nickflix uh all right that wraps it up i will not complain this week i i did have something to complain about i've been on the i was on the road for about 12 hours this weekend so uh so i'm sure i've got some complaints but uh, i went to a sheets by the way which you know sheets is pretty good i know there's a lot yeah there's a lot of wawa versus sheets debate my friend well, guess what? You know, I think we all know what team we we ride for Wawa on this show. Speaking of the speaking of the Super Bowl champion, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I wish you would have uh, been there. Wawa's when I made Krug eat lunch at Wawa four days in a row in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say you should have seen. I just you should have seen my expense report coming out of Under Armour week. It was a 
Probably, it was a lot of Wawa. Sometimes the expense thing puts it under gas because they don't realize they sell food. <laughs> so, just just saving money on food by uh, by buying a lot of gas. But yeah, Wawa, give me a sandwich at Wawa. I'll take a pizza sub, please. Uh, uh, also known as a Womack special uh, by those on this show. So that wraps it up for us. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to try to do a show on Thursday or Friday. Rob and I will be together, reunited, and it feels so good at the Rivals Camp in Miami. Miami. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. We got uh, – sh- shouldn't we be getting some new clothes here sometime soon? I'll be there too. You guys are forgetting. Oh, that. you're coming? Are you coming? Yet? Yeah, I'm the video guy. Oh, for that man. Oh, Breaking baby. news. Uh, <laughs> when did you get here? I get there on Thursday. Well, I get to Florida on Thursday, but I'm yeah. flying in before my Thursday night. Thursday night is going to be lit. I mean, it's going to be Rob. Rob showcases everybody around. So you should just drive well, on Nick's down. Gonna be, I, uh, Nick's going to be. Nick's going to be with his parents on Thursday. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, figure we end it up out. looting something. I can't be held responsible. All right. We will record a podcast then on Friday in person if we can pull it off, uh, depending on Nick's schedule and try to just post it uh, raw dog later that day with uh, no post production. So. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Be sure to check out Rivals.com. It's signing day. We've got all types of content coming out uh, as we try to uh, to make it happen, try to, to get to our website. It's obviously our biggest day of the year. We're going through a new a new thing here with this two signing days, but uh, you know, come check it out. I think you'll be uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised if you don't read our content already. I don't know. It's pretty weird that you'd be listening to this show and not and not re- at least reading the website. So so be sure to do that. Uh, follow your favorite team. We have a team site for every single major college program out there, which will be updated all day. And uh, be sure to leave us a review. We're still stuck. We're stuck on 62. We need some more. Uh, and speaking of digging up old old videos on YouTube, M. Deuce uh, found one from a couple of years ago and posted it publicly of uh, actually Jamari Sawyer interviewing me uh, for some reason. I was at some event. They asked me to do it. So... Uh, follow M. Deuce uh, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, on Twitter. Might even have an Instagram. He's got some new songs out that uh, people really like. So, M. Deuce, play us out, and we'll be back hopefully with another episode later on this week.